Hello, good morning, good day, wherever you are hearing us from around the world today. I want to specially welcome you to today's edition of Marriage Diet with Festus Flourish Osemuahu. Today is the 22nd day of the month of January 2021. God bless you. You are most welcome. Okay, um, I hope you were blessed yesterday. If you have not listened to yesterday's podcast, I would advise you to do so because uh, we are actually going to continue from where we stopped yesterday. Yesterday was so loaded with Rema. All right, so please go through it again so that you can be up to date with what we're going to be sharing today. All right, remember those of you who have been with us, or perhaps those who are just joining us, we need to understand that we've been looking at a topic a general topic titled this farmer called husband this farmer called husband in other words we are trying to understand the um the basic knowledge about what a husband is all about from the perspective of being a farmer which of course that's actually what it is it's strange to equate the husband with a farmer i'm sure some men will like oh i mean that that doesn't connect that doesn't sound good how do you call a husband a farmer oh friends you know that's exactly what it is no no let's go check up our dictionary the word husband is from husbandry husbandry is in two dimension crop husbandry or animal husbandry now however because in this context of using that word as a husband in the marriage context it means that he is also to husband you know uh, this time around not a crop not an animal but a bride so that term that word husbandry actually means farming the one who cultivates that's what it is but it's difficult for a lot of men to appreciate and accept that word so if i call our husbands these farmers it's going to sound strange but i think that's where the revolution would start from that's where the change will start from that will begin to accept that farmer's status yeah upon ourselves and of course begin to learn how to cultivate this beautiful woman a wife that god has given us all right yesterday we're talking about the the husband's tools for farming yeah we've talked so much about the fact that the husband is a farmer but we're looking at what are the tools every farmer has tools that he will often deplore in to do his work or in the course of his work all right i mean tools might vary depending on the particular crop to be planted or the season um, or the time in that particular season of farming so it's important that we also understand that their husband has um, various kind of tools he can deploy so yesterday we talked about vision okay and uh, we did say that because uh, god brought these animals to adam to name he was actually training him on how to be a visionary person i recall yesterday while i was running up i was talking about the fact that uh, the, the 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 husband needs to have a very good knowledge a good knowledge about the identity of their wives all right as a husband you need to know your wife you need to understand her not just about where she is now but about where she will be and that's actually what vision is all about vision forecasts vision tells of the future vision looks ahead okay if you have a vision of anything it means that you are looking ahead you you 
practically you know taking that um, his telescope or microscope or whatever scope okay you're zooming it into the future to see things ahead and so that's actually what makes the work of the husband easier if he gets to know the destination in view about the wife if he gets to know the potential of the wife if he gets to see the future of the wife it will be easier for him to relate with her and build her along that line okay he is the one to cultivate the wife into what he wants her to be I, see it, it's strange but that's just the truth if you want to change your wife change what you impute into her you want your wife to behave in a certain way to you change what you impute into her and it has a lot to do with your vision all right and so yesterday i was talking about that value in naming that value in in calling how a certain name okay I, I i didn't finish yesterday so i actually did promise i was gonna you know continue from there today I, I don't want us to see something from that same genesis pardon me we're still going to just stick with genesis for a while because uh, if we need to understand this thing called husbandhood we need to really uh, get to work with genesis chapter one two and three at most okay now let's look at verse 19 of genesis chapter number two and out of the ground the lord got from every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto adam friends this was the first time the name adam was mentioned in the bible now we were not told about the naming ceremony that took place between god the angels and man all right but I, I i am aware of course we should be that this name came from god so um adam was actually god's direct um offspring let me put it that way he made the clay out of the ground not adam but the breath that came out of him was actually the breath of life so it was actually the essence of god's spirit being transferred onto this adam so so this was actually god's child if you want permit to use that word so the naming ceremony was conducted by god the bible didn't give us any detail about that naming ceremony and the only thing we just said here was he brought them onto adam friends let, let's understand what adam is and why god gave him that name um i just wanted to have at the back of your mind before i go into that that as a man is called so he behaves you behave just like your name is some of you, you might need to look at your name properly and you will understand how you behave yeah your life could just be about the name you are being called it's like a code your name is a covenant code that opens up your spiritual essence now the word adam let's quickly come to that now the word adam is a hebrew word meaning adama meaning adama and it's actually a compound Hebrew word broken into two parts Adam and Am. Or you can just say Ad and Am. Yeah, maybe that's the way. Okay, so you understand it. Ad and Am. The Ad is the fact that this is a clay. This thing was made of the clay. So Ad means clay. Amma or Am means the life in the clay so adam means the life of god in a clay please get that now 
the name actually befits what he was or what the future of this man and of course every one of us who eventually came from Adam and all that talks about the life of God in a clay you look at yourself just look at yourself from your head to toe you are Adam how the life of God in a clay so when God was giving this name he was actually looking at the future of Adam of that man if the life of God is taken away from you now, you return back to the clay. You are as good as a clay. So what makes you of a living essence is the life of God in you. So when God gave him that name, it was actually a name that encapsulated the reality of what this man was and what he would be. Adam. Every time God called him Adam, he was saying, my life that I have put in the clay. Now, listen now. Listen now. You remember the other part where after they had fallen into sin and God came and uh, he was calling him Adam. What it was, the literal translation of that word is my life that I have put in a clay. Yeah, that was actually what God was calling him in the literal translation. Now, all of a sudden the woman came on board and it was just woman. Woman actually only described the internal composition or the nature of this being womb man a man that was taken out of him that has now become a womb man a womb man that means the fruit that came out of my womb that was the description of what had happened but the future of this woman was not defined because there was nothing to hold on to this woman that Okay, this woman is coming to help the man to produce, to replenish, to be the mother of living. Remember, I will make him a helpmate. Helping him to do what? To reproduce. So she was actually supposed to be the mother of all living. What Adam knew this, they kept quiet. I wouldn't know. But friends, that was weird. The weird. And no wonder. It was easier for the woman to fail because he didn't realize that she was much more than whom she was. Now, let's relate it to our present day reality. If you do not call your wife the right name or use the right words on your wife, whatever you call her is the way she will behave. Your words as a husband are tools in your hands. How lovely will it be that you are able to rightly use these tools, these words, according to the vision you have of her. Your word, it's, it's an embodiment of life unto the woman. Your word conveys life unto the woman. But every time you look at your wife and you say, you foolish woman. Wow. Can some of us, can we relate with this? Has your husband called you a foolish woman before? Or you as a man listening to me hearing the sound of my voice, have you called your wife a foolish wife before? You know what's called foolish? To be foolish means to be irrational or to be of folly, not wise. Okay? Not making decisions out of, born out of wisdom. Just, you know, disorganized, just um, disoriented. I mean, so many words to qualify what being foolish means 
Now, just because of the disagreement and the dispute between yourself and your wife, the next thing you call her is foolish. Wow. I just want to open up our eyes to see how the man that was supposed to be the caretaker, the groomer, the one that will nurture, and of course his basic tool is going to be vision using the power of words. Look at how much more this man had degraded into. Now calling the seeds, he was meant to groom a fool. Why? Just because of provocation. Why? Just because the woman offended him. I mean, without offense, forgiveness cannot be tested. Why do we dwell so much on offense at the expense of what is right? So when your wife starts behaving like a fool, you are the same person that will say, oh, she just took a decision without thinking. Only a fool can do that, friends. Because she's behaving like the way you call her. No, I'm breaking this down in practical terms. You know, yesterday I just talked about, okay, you, you know, you need to call her the right name and all that. But I'm making you understand the spiritual dimension to not just the name you call her, but the kind of words you use on her. She will behave like that. She will never be wise because you are not seeing her as a wise woman. You're calling her fool. She will behave like a fool. All right, now, the next word you possibly use on her is, you are mad. You are mad, dude. The way I'm seeing, you know the way you talk, because of quarreling. You are mad. The way I'm seeing, you are mad, okay? Not once, not twice. All right? Tomorrow, she starts behaving like a mad woman. You know how mad people behave. <laughs> and, of course, all of this paranoia kind of attitude would be on her and of course complete paranoid and disoriented as if she's derailed with all the you know when, when you see a woman in her anger tempo so irrational and sometimes you carry the phone she will smash it on the ground oh that's madness now friends that's a kind of madness who called that you did maybe a little bit of irrational behavior that you saw instead of you to have corrected with your words you called that madness and so you added sort of into injury and she's really behaving like a mad woman now and the next you say oh my wife is this hey, she, you are the one don't forget whatever adam called these things so the way you are the farmer whatever you call your wife is the way she will behave ah that's the way she would behave this is how powerful the words are we speak. So friends, if you have a vision of your wife and you have seen the potential and you know that this is a gift to you, not a competitor. And then of course, you decide to channel the words of life, the positive words unto her. Of course, you don't have to use words only when you are quarreling, negative words. You can also sit down and consciously use positive words. You are blessed. You are highly favored. My favored one. My blessing. Oh, my joy. Every time you call my wife, my joy, for instance, she brings joy to you. She brings happiness to you. Every time you call her, oh, my favored one, she brings favor to you. Do you know why? She's an embodiment of the womb. Everything you put into her, 
comes back to you magnified. That's who she is. She's a manufacturing chamber. She was raised up, developed, created to help the man bring forth seed into fruit. Just put the seed in me, I will manufacture it, I will give it back to you as a fruit. After all, I'm an embodiment of fruit. You were the seed as a man, so I became your fruit. So anything that goes through me would always become a fruit. So the woman takes in the raw materials in seed forms, in small forms. Do you know how microscopic a sperm is? That is how little a woman can take in. Friends, for that ejaculation into the body of the woman through sexual intercourse, about 200 to 300 millions of sperm per that ejaculation will enter into the body of the woman. And of course, all of that will fizzle out just for one sperm to fertilize the egg. Oh, friend, that sperm is so microscopic that you can see it with your naked eyes. As small, as minute as that sperm is, that is how little the woman can take any seed. Anything you put into her, no matter how little it is, whether good or bad, she's going to magnify it for you. The woman's body can't differentiate between good or bad. She only magnifies what goes through her. Oh, wow, wow. I wish somebody would understand this. She's not the kind of machine that regulates it. Okay, you put negative things in her, so she will have to regulate it into positive. No. Garbage in, you garbage out. It's what you put into her. Unconsciously, she expresses out. She doesn't change the sperm into something else. It's the seed. It's the basic DNA. The the, the Y gametes, uh, rather, the, yeah, the Y chromosomes from the man that she's going to mix up with and, oh, friends, take a week, take two weeks, take four weeks. I remember when my wife was pregnant, I was always following this um, MD website about pregnancy calculation, all right? So for every week, I will calculate it and I will see the behavior of the baby. I mean, from the very first week, second week, the third week, you see the development going on. Oh, it all started with just a sperm. That's how little the woman can take in anything. But look at what happens nine months after. She gives you a 3.5 kg baby. No, just imagine how massive. Just imagine all that would have happened within nine months. Nine months is enough for the woman to convert a sperm into a baby. Friends, husbands out there, if you understand this, you'll be very careful with what you do to the woman. The woman is a manufacturing machine. Don't underrate her. You do so at your own peril. Nine months, she gives you a baby from a sperm. Who knows? Twelve months, she could give you evil from hatred. Oh, somebody needs to understand it. You hate her. You hate her. It could be twelve months. It could be two years. I mean, there's also going to be a specific time. Because eventually she's going to replicate back to you what you put into her. You call her, oh, you are a wicked woman. She's going to behave like a wicked woman to you six months' time, unconsciously. She'll behave like a wicked woman to you 18 months' time. Maybe that's the gestation period that takes wickedness, the seed of wickedness to become the manifestation of wickedness. Friends, if you understand what I'm talking about, the woman is a magnet. Be careful what you put into her. 
And I'm just saying, if only our husbands will understand this, out of the vision you have, oh, this woman is a helpmate, God has sent her to you to help you to build your home and to build your future together. Put a positive word on her. She will magnify it as a seed. Give her some time. She's going to manifest it back to you double, tripled. Not in the same capacity you put it into her. Oh, you're trusting God for favor? Call her favor. Act to her in a way that shows your care. And she's going to manifest favor to her, to you. I mean, friends, husbands out there. Have you really been trusting God for the favor of the Lord upon your life? Do you know if you start calling your woman, your wife, the favored one? Thou are highly, no wonder that highly, um, how did you normally quote it? Blessed are the fruit of the womb. Thou are highly, he, he, um, thou are highly favored. Okay, remember the salutation of the angel when he said, Thou highly favored woman. What's stop you from calling your wife the favored one? Every time you call her the favored one, she would manifest favor back to you. Every time you call her my joy, you can even inter I mean, just interwove it, change all the names, my joy, my happiness. Stop abusing her. Those words don't go in vain. Stop cursing on your wife. Those words don't go in vain. She will act the same way according to your curse. Her life is a magnifier. She magnetizes seeds. Oh, friends, I'm just saying this as a roundup. I just want our husbands to understand this. Spend time to know your wife and have a good picture of this woman that God has given to you and start using the right words on her. Your words are seeds unto her. They will germinate in her and she will give it back to you. That is the life of a favored man. It comes back to you as favor. If you understand this upgraded machine called woman, you will not toy with her. Friends, I'll say it again as a roundup now. The woman is actually the upgraded version on the man. She's an upgraded version. This machine has not been seen before. The man is like the analog format of the digital format of the woman. Do you know what? Let me not push this too far. I'll continue from here tomorrow. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. Let's share this other podcast with our friends if we have been blessed. And in case we're having access to this for the first time, we can connect with us via our WhatsApp number plus 234-81071-261-48K and we will get back to you. God bless you. Let's do this again tomorrow until then. Don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great day.